Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit simplecast.com. Tune in to Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are live from Full Service Radio at the Lion Hotel in D.C. And if this is your first time here, you are now listening to the All the Fly Kids Show, where the cool, calm, and connected talk straight, no chaser. I am your host, Geronimo Knows, urban culture, lifestyle enthusiast, and reform blogger turned full-time interviewer. I got co-host, super engineer, backpack Matt here. What's up? What's good? Tell people where they can find us. Hey, man, you already know. Make sure you support, because if you're listening to this, you've already found us. So make sure you spread the word. We're available on SoundCloud, iTunes, um, Stitcher, Google Play, pretty much the, the entire podcast landscape with the exception of a few platforms we, we're working on that spotify yet. situation it's coming it's, it's coming putting it out there in the universe it's, it's happening it's on the way but <laughs> hey more importantly instead of just listening make sure you support and the best way that you can support right now is just to simply give us a five-star rating on your podcast app whether that be itunes stitcher google play i already went down the list but you know let's get those five-star numbers up i'd like to see it go a higher sample size than what we have right now so absolutely and definitely also you can find us at all the fly kids on twitter instagram and facebook so you know check for us there um how you feeling today i'm great man it's a it's good weather right now it was a good weekend there's a lot of stuff happening this past weekend so. it, 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 it was a lot we we might get into some of that on today's show uh okay. but real quick i want to jump into just one quick announcement uh, before we get into this episode, this Wednesday, no, let me backtrack. Uh, we're talking about subscribing to stuff, so make sure that y'all subscribe to the All the Fly Kids YouTube page. I forgot to mention uh-huh, that. Yeah, yeah, we, we, got, we got recap videos for some of our podcast episodes over the past year and a half, along with our lifestyle travel series, Cool Calm Connected, where you'll catch me hitting several of DC's best places and events to give you a look at what's fly in the city through my eyes and perspective. And we get some real talk from a number of creators and entrepreneurs on the impact they're making on the city and communities. Um, if you haven't seen any of the episodes yet, you got to quit low. Loafing. Y'all gotta quit loafing and make that change in the spirit of MJ. You gotta watch all eight. <laughs> super video, <laughs> super videographer Ryan Gordon uh, is the person who makes all that magic happen. By the way, and you'll be getting even more all the Fly Kids content very soon because word on the street is his schedule just freed up. So <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, one quick announcement before we get into this episode. Uh, this Wednesday, we'll be at Diet Starts Monday with the good brothers of Shaolin Jazz for the Sweet Nancy from Shaolin listening party. Uh, for those who don't know, Sweet Nancy from Shaolin is the fourth edition in the Shaolin Jazz line of music suites, each highlighting uh, specific jazz artists and fusing their music with Wu-Tang acapellas. Very dope. So past tribute projects have featured artists such as Gil Scott Heron and Do- Donald Byrd, with this one being dedicated to the unsung and incomparable Nancy Wilson, fusing with the razor-sharp lyricism of Ghostface Killer and Wu-Tang Clan. Wow. Um, so the rework they did on uh, Ghostface Save Me There, by the way, from the Pretty Tony album is like that. So y'all definitely got to check that out. Um, it's my favorite so far. So the event is from 7 to 10, and it's free for all. Um, and also, if you'll be in New York next Thursday, May 10th, you can catch the listening party that goes down at Basquiat's Bottle in bed So visit ShaolinJazz.com or ShaolinJazz or anywhere on social media for more info for that. All right. Now, if you follow us on Twitter or Instagram, which you need to, as I said, you probably saw we're not interviewing anyone today, but Matt and I are guests on our own show. So y'all been rocking it's with us since. Down. <laughs> we are still the in the upside down. down since we are an urban culture and lifestyle uh, uh, situation. And... Uh, Urban culture and lifestyle is pretty much in the upside down. Um, but y'all been rocking with us since 2016 and have yet to really hear who Matt and I really are and why we do this each week. So the person I enlisted to doc- to conduct this interview is a friend of the show from episode two, a friend of mine, and the reason I decided to start the All the Fly Kids show almost a year and a half ago in the first place. Wow. She's, she's one of the illest, the illest event produ- producers and professors uh, I know she's also a podcaster uh, um, as well. She's got a show on Producer, WPFW. Producer, <laughs> podcaster. She wears a lot of hats. I do. Anyway, family, I'd like to reintroduce <laughs> Rissa Kat Okadei to the All the Fly Kids show. Woo-hoo! 
OG Clarkett. Oh my God. From now on, whenever my name is called, that's what needs to play. That is the awesomest thing ever. Good afternoon. Good people. afternoon. How, greetings, how are greetings. you feeling today, Cat? I'm a little froggy because the allergy season has upon us. Um, oh, yeah. So I apologize for my voice, but. I'm super excited that I was chosen to interview you too. And by the way, this is the 71st episode. Yes. So we're, we're, we're getting closer getting and closer to there. that 100 mark. We're this, inside that, that the podcast, the studio today. Yes. <laughs> and go back and listen. I was looking at the numbers. Y'all need to go back and listen to my interview on episode two. Go ahead and put that out there. We will repost that. Right, th- throwback Thursday. <laughs> yes. We're going to redo that. Because that was a fun episode. That and was. we did it in my house. So first of all, Geronimo. Yes, yes. How awesome is this? Yes, that I'm is. so proud of you guys. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. You've got a legit studio as opposed to my house or somebody else's house. It's great. <laughs> We've come a long you way. Have. Shout out to growth, man. In a short period of time. This is super impressive. And I definitely, we definitely got to give a big shout out to Jack Ensley, who is the brains behind Full Jack's. Service Radio. Yeah. He deserves that. He saw that we were pretty dope and said he wanted us to be a part of the whole uh, Full Service Radio family. Thanks, so Jack. we're definitely we appreciative to him too. as well. That is fantastic. Jack, I'm going to talk to you later. Hey, All right. hey, before we slide into the interview, though, I do want to say, and I know we probably said this before, but can we just flex on the fact that we had what nine people on Washington City Papers? Yes, of 2018. Yes, so nine, so nine, nine guests who of uh, who have been on nine people who have been on the All the Fly Kids mm-hmm. over the past eighteen months um, were also um, they were selected as a part of the readers poll for best of for no, Washington City Paper. You know, so I y'all got it, the little glitter touch. So yeah. this oh, fly right. kids shit is not a joke. No, yeah, man, we're, we're we're definitely on we're the ahead post of, ahead of the curve. That know? is awesome. Right, That's yeah. what we do right, over I'm here. I'm done flexing. You done, okay, I mean, because this is this flexing is what we do. Right. So a couple of things. Um, the podcast that I am co-host uh, with uh, Nina Bruton is called Something in Regard to Randomness. It's basically That's two fly. black women being silly as hell. Uh, we have a lot of fun. We always have a reason why we didn't do what we were supposed to do, and it's fun, so you should take a listen. Okay. We officially, I think, have 10 listeners, so we're shooting for 15 by the end of May, so we're excited. <laughs> Those going to be the loyal ones, Yeah, so we're excited. We are so excited about them 10 listeners. First disciples. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in preparing for um, this Inside the Podcaster studio, I really wanted... I'm going to get in your business. I'm going to tell you all that right now. I'm in right. your business. Okay. Um, Matt, I'm not as familiar with you. Um, and you're not as all over the internet like I am. So. Right. But what <laughs> little I, like I do key. know made me think about my life and wonder if I was not doing enough because oh, really? I was like, what the hell? How are you so young and so accomplished? So, um, well, I'm not a professor. Or, you know, I am a you're professor, not a professor. Well, yeah, come on. You, but you, come on, man. You went to grad school, wake forward. Like, come yeah. on. Let's, oh, let's, so let's, yeah, yeah, let's you have done some digging. Let's, okay. stop, let's stop playing. Okay. So... Um, you're, how is it? Like, do you, what do you, what, talk to me about the hard, I think the thing for me is that coming into this creative space mm-hmm. was probably all was going to happen regardless, but I really wish I had known that you could operate this way. Um, Cause I think I would have channeled my life a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we have a couple of years between us. Okay. I'm not going to say how many. It's all good. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I'm wondering for you, when you look at who you are now, you think back to maybe when you were 15, hmm. were you already of the mindset that this kind of life is what you wanted to have? Yes and no. Um, yes, in a, in a macro kind of general, I wanted to do something creative. I wanted to... It's the same thing. I wanted, I wanted to get involved in media because you, you reference 15. Mm-hmm. I think of 15, that's when Wale blew up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Wale performed <coughs> with UCB at my homecoming. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to that, at, at the age of 13, I was already making beats and stuff. Right. I asked my mom to hook me up with some software. So I was on like forums and different websites, really just focusing on music. Right. Um, so not, not to draw out the answer to this question, but I foresaw myself when I was 15 being a music producer right. and then like that kind of matured and grew into being an A&R mm-hmm. and then now to be in this position where I'm producing podcasts mm-hmm. uh, multiple podcasts and also working on some visual projects as well I can say that I follow through with that dream but it just has morphed in terms of what lenses I produce content through right so 
Okay. That, if that makes sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So, Geronimo, mm-hmm. dear, yes. darling. Yes, yes. I'm so proud. Um, <laughs> you've come a long way. Yes, um, I have. I remember when we talked about the podcast, and I was like, you should totally do a podcast. Um, and you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, you should totally do it. You can, you know, you're free to come, use my equipment, like, just you need to do it. And you've gone now from that to 71 episodes. Yes. You've, you've moved into a space where you have, like, it, this is a legit, like, setup. Mm-hmm. And when you think back to when you first started, mm-hmm. Did you think it was going to happen as quickly as it has? And what did you, what was the thing that you used to kind of keep yourself going? Um, to be honest with you, because I know when we first talked, you mm-hmm. were, you had suggested that I just do, you know, some just personal commentary yep. mm-hmm. type of type of concept. Yep. And I was just like, no, nah, I don't think I want to just talk for five, ten minutes or however long about stuff I think about. Right. You know, I, I, I really like talking to other people about mm-hmm. their lives and what they got going on um so in terms of did i think that it would grow as quickly as it did um i didn't think about that at all until okay. i'll tell you when i thought about it i actually thought about it when i met matt okay hmm. when i met matt mm-hmm. and he really just like pitched the whole you know thing that was happening at um impact hub when okay. we were over there at the mm-hmm. time and um the innovator studio mm-hmm. and um you know when i when i heard that vision i was like okay well, maybe this could be a thing you know and maybe we could just you know get get the ball rolling a little more it's not just you know this thing i do right um this creative outlet you right. know maybe this could really be like as you said something else you said when we first talked about it was you know when people look to different cities as who are the influencers of this, that, and the third, and now podcasting being so popular, you right. know, that could be a way, and you know, you have a unique perspective, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I thought about that again. Right. So definitely, um, I really didn't even think about it un- moving any bigger than, right. what it, than, to, than it was initially until like I, I met Matt, and like I said, he pitched the whole idea to me about what they had going on at, at Impact Hub at the time. Okay. So what was it about Matt's pitch that really struck a chord with you? Um, that, you know, there was something happening, um, with just a number of, um, with just, um, like, like black media folks, mm-hmm. like just independent media in a way right. through podcasting, um, that could be bigger than just myself. Right. You know, so I would be, I would be aligning with a lot of like-minded people. Right. You know what I mean? And, um, I definitely... I needed that, mm-hmm. you know, because I at, at first I kind of just felt like I'm off on this island by myself. Yep. Um, and while, you know, prior to just having Matt come on as a co-host, you know, the the podcast was just branded around me. Yep. You know, as, as the face, as the personality of it. But um, I, I think just working with him, and even before he came on as the co-host. Mm-hmm. Um, that enabled me to just he he was able to pitch a lot of different ideas in terms of just like production and things like right. that. So I just really needed that that push right. and that 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 um that organization right. You know right. Um, as someone who with this new podcast purposely decided to have a partner, there's something really special about having somebody else be part of it. What was for Matt? What was it about Geronimo that made you feel like yo let's let's work this out? Let's make yeah. this happen. Um, so to give more context to what Geronimo was saying about Impact Hub, I. I've been involved with podcasts since 2010. That was like the first podcast. You know, we were just playing around, me and my cousins. And this was before podcasts were even a thing, really. Mm -hmm. It was like super nerdy. Right. Um, So during the summers, I would hang out with my cousin and he would just have a mic in the middle of the table and we would all get drunk and just talk a bunch of random shit. Like these are no, I would never pub any of these episodes. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, um, I started to see back in 2015, 2016, that podcasts were becoming more prevalent. I was always had my finger on, on the pulse of that by like Juan Epstein and Combat Jack and some of those OG podcasts. But um, like I said before, I was making beats and stuff back in the day. So right. like I knew how to run a, a podcast. It's like, you know, it's the same equipment. Right? right. And so I opened up the studio in conjunction with uh, Jan Baker, shout out to Jan at Impact Hub. And the vision was to just have a, a groundswell of just uh, diverse talent, you know, and being able to amplify their voices, you know, through infrastructure that we provided. Mm-hmm. And the content was good. Some of the podcasts that initially were a part of this thing were, were dope, but it was all social impact focused. Right. And I'm 
I love all of that stuff, but I also love like the real. I love people who are actually actively making things, creating. And right. in the social impact space, it's a lot of abstract conversations and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I've been following, you know, to get to the point, I've been following Geronimo <laughs> for a while, right? Um, we were following each other on Twitter. Mm. We just didn't really communicate. Right. And I think he tweeted one time and I saw, I went on his page, I, was, I went on his Twitter profile and I saw that he did a podcast. I didn't know that beforehand. Right. I thought he had like a YouTube joint, right? Right. Um, so I peeped some of the episodes, at least the list of episodes. I think he might've been like eight or nine or 10 in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, this is exactly what I'm looking for. I need people who are talking to the real people who are actually right. speaking to people who are, you know, speaking truth to power, actually creating things and, and, and movers and shakers. So I just shot out, I, I slid in his DMs. I was like, yo. Yes. Yeah. I, shout I out to slide in the DMs. Facts. I, I slide in the DMs with a purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> You ain't gonna catch like, me oh, on the screenshots. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. I come in. You have to purpose. be intentional. Right. Yes. So I was like, look, hey, you know, come over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got infrastructure. I'm trying to build things, and I think you're the first person who we can build things around, and you know, to kind of speed up the conversation. We he came through. He liked the situation, right. and then I was his engineer for a while, and I would always feed him questions, mm-hmm. you know, to ask on the mic. And at a certain point, he was like, bro, just get another mic and, and hop on and be a part of this conversation yeah, especially because well. I always keep my phone on do not disturb so right. I wouldn't even know he had the question he sent me until <laughs> yeah, the show was over and, like, and I was like you were texting me I'm like damn maybe the question wasn't that great you know what I'm saying but, like so. my phone was literally on do not disturb so if I'm in one app nothing right. else is coming through right 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 you know yeah. but um yeah so yeah that's that's pretty much what happened yeah. well it looks like it's been a fantastic partnership yeah yeah and it's I mean your growth is 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 exponential in a lot of ways and I'm really excited for you um, now to get in your business um, Facts. <laughs> as black media as black media creators as content creators what excites you the most about the landscape you're in right now um, well I'll speak on it from just you know high and low level so on a high level just to be a, just to be a part of that landscape and of the the, the, the tons of, I don't even know how many I know how many podcasts exist mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's over it's over a half a million mm-hmm. but um, how many of those are um, led by black people I don't know those, right. those numbers right. but I know that there's a lot of them and I listen to quite a few of them mm-hmm. um, what's some, your favorite so far um, well right now I, I, t- I went on podcast I and I came back and started listening to some, some, to some new ones so right now um the two that I really check for quite often are um, Brilliant Idiots. Because mm-hmm. um, once, re- once I realize, like, okay, I think I can tolerate Charlemagne. I can, I can, I can listen to him better outside, than me. outside of The Breakfast Club. You outside are, of The Breakfast Club, Charlemagne is much more palatable. Than you, um, okay, maybe. And then, and then another one is uh, called, it's, it's actually pretty new, it's called Talk of Texture. Okay. Um, and that is produced by um, A. King, who was Shout also- Shout A. King. Um, Producer and uh, not producer, but co-host of the Combat Jackson and producer. Okay. He, he produced it a little bit as well. Okay, I thought he that produced w- a lot of stuff for loudspeakers networks. Okay, because I thought it was mostly um, what's his name uh, for uh, 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 Chris Morrow. Yeah, Chris Morrow. Yeah, but anyway, so he started one, and so he brought Dallas Penn back, and they got a couple other folks um, on the show, and they, you know, they let Dallas Penn do his thing and be that 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 loose cannon that right. he is. Right. Um, but also again, I'm I'm a big fan of those culture podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um. So those are a couple of my favorite. Uh, what else? Uh, yeah, those are a couple of my favorite right okay. now. Um, but on a low level, on a lower level, um, just being a part of what looks like a, a podcasting boom in D.C., yeah. um, I think that's really dope. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's another way for people to just channel their creativity and get out their ideas here. Right. Um, you know, in a place like D.C. that's still really trying to get its legs unfortunately they're still trying to get its legs and creatively in terms <laughs> right. of creative output um we would tend to silo ourselves into either music only or events Fashion. only or right. art only you right. know what i mean visual art only you know what i mean um and the fashion thing that's a that's a touchy subject but we'll say that for another time mm-hmm. that is, well <laughs> but yeah. um but you know you didn't really hear about too many podcasts and even now you know um you ask people, you could get a range of answers mm-hmm. about like, oh, who's got the best podcast at DC or who, who, what DC podcasters are you listening to? There's no real one, I guess, go to or right. like if you ask some people from outside the city, you know, who are familiar with what's going on in right. DC, like, oh, who's podcasting in DC? You know, you could get 
a range of answers, but I don't think it's enough of a listenership for everybody or for certain ones. Yeah, that's fascinating because, you know, we don't even, now that I think about it, we don't even identify where we are when we podcast. We just, at least for something in regard to randoms, we just go. Mm. And I never thought about it that way. So we might have to really rethink that because it might help to... I mean, it, 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 it could. I mean, it depends on putting the content, too. I think sometimes if you're talking about content that is broad, um, right. but still enough broad enough that regardless of where you live, right. but it's a part of a, 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 an interest of yours or whatever that interest or whatever that subject matter is, you know, you attach to it. Now, it's just a matter of you just getting the word out. Um, I think for me, since I just started interviewing people that I knew personally right. and luckily I just knew enough popping people, people. <laughs> I just know enough popping people that I could just like you know hit people like yo I'm doing this and I had a reputation for doing media prior mm-hmm. you know people knew that they'd be in good hands right. you know I'm not just some random person just like yeah I want to talk to you about you know your stuff and nobody's <laughs> going to pay me any mind but I just want to talk to you right you know so Matt for you you've as someone who understood what was coming like you had the long vision to see that podcasting was going to become this big mm-hmm. thing what excites you right now about where we are? Um, like, I really, what I love about, especially amongst black media, mm-hmm. right, is that, you know, YouTube and the internet and, and podcasts have really opened up the floodgates and democratized voice and opinions. And, you know, that's to our benefit and to our detriment as well, depending mm-hmm. on how, what side of the fence you're on and on certain things. But I think there's there are no more barriers for real, for real, right. in terms of, you know, getting your content out there, whatever, or your products out there. So that's what excites me the most is like, it's the race isn't as uneven as it was before. Mm-hmm. So it's like truly quality will, will to a much more, with much more integrity, quality will stand out because yeah, you right. have more people in the, in, the, in the, you know, in the field. So that's what I'm most excited about is like, you know, especially working with G, it's like, like you said, you know so many people. G knows so many people. Um, he's been in the game for decades. So, you know, he's not going to steer us in the wrong direction. Right. And so that kind of has helped us and it's my, me as well in terms of curating who we're going to talk to and, and stuff like that. So on a, low, on a high level, I like the democratization. I like that it's an open playing field mm-hmm. and the best person will win, hopefully. And on a low level, like I'm really excited about just the new ideas coming in as a result of that right. you know what i mean like new ways of spinning content new ways of you know perspective how do you all decide who's going to be on the show oh um, it's mostly g i mean the dark bird you just throw things at it no no, no no not not at all there's always a method to my madness okay I'm do you very, want to share some I'm of that very calculated okay. and analytical and methodical with all this stuff <laughs> um i mean i really aside from you know, people who I've known for quite some time, anybody who I didn't already have a relationship with, you know, I just, I either stalk the hell out of you um, <laughs> or I'll rely on people I know who have their ears to the streets. So, you know, you know, I've relied on Matt, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, I got Ryan, he's, you know, pitched us a couple people. Mm-hmm. Um, we have friend, other friends who are just like, hey, maybe you should do that, you know? Yeah, word you know, of mouth. Yeah, so. Best marketing. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's a range of things, but really it's just, it's, it's a lot of times I'm just watching people's moves and then I'm also just trying to make sure that I, it, it, it lines up with, you know, any specific theme. So say for instance, next month is, um, what is it? Uh, uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to have, I'm going to make sure we have a couple people on who, you know, are a folks, part of that. I got some folks that suggest you then. See, there we go. Oh. And, <laughs> and, um, and just like with Women's History Month, every person that we interviewed was a woman, mm-hmm. you know, and I wanted to make sure that I, 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 I paid attention to that and, right. and, I, and that um, I, and, sh- I showed love there. And it was a diverse group of women as well. Yes. So, I mean, it's yes. not just, all right, we're just going to throw four women for these four weeks within this month. It's like, nah, right. let's. Make sure we cover yeah. a wide array of topics and, and backgrounds, and I and I try to just make sure that everybody is dynamic, you know, um, in that in their in their work. And I'm not talking about like they have to be dynamic speakers because you know we've interviewed people, you know, who you know they don't really like to talk a lot, right? But we've gotten them. <laughs> We've, we make people comfortable. I do my best to make sure that people are comfortable, you know, um, 
Matt's always offering tea and coffee. And he did, and I got tea, and I'm so you excited. Know, Thank you. If we could get a friggin' liquor sponsor, we could have some cocktails popping up in here. Because it's 5 o'clock you know, somewhere. We could, we, could, we could have a girl, Nia, you know, mix something up for us. Shout out, Nia. It's also 124 <laughs> right now, so hey. I don't mind. <laughs> exactly. I have no shame. Hey, look, you know, like like she says, 5 o'clock somewhere. In London, it is officially sex, so mm. we can make this pop. Uh, but, um, yeah, we get a liquor sponsor. We can make that happen. But, you know, and also just, like, let people know, like, I'm not here to, on, to be on some gossip. Gotcha moments. I could care less. You know, now, if... If you are if if I if I'm interviewing someone who is has any affiliation with something controversial, then as a person in the media, I have to ask a question about it. Right. You know what I mean. But I'm not trying to make anybody look bad. I just want right. pe- people want to know, like, okay, what is your perspective? What are your thoughts on that? One, one, one thing I am happy and proud of us is that we do we do our research. Right. Any article that you publish, mm-hmm. any YouTube video, any some tweets posts mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying we really try and do good recon work before you step in here so it's not just some vanilla ass interview i hate those yeah not one so, of my favorite flavors and you yeah. got you gotta have good chemistry with 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 anybody that you're doing the show with you know like right you know for me um one of the reasons why i brought matt on is because he something i saw that myself doing especially interviewing initially interviewing a lot of people that i already knew I was asking a lot of high level questions. Right. <laughs> just like, you know, like, yeah, so and just so tell people what what did you what was that like for you? But you but Matt will come like, okay, so really dig deep and tell people what it is they have to do in right. order to be a working, sustainable DJ or whatever the case may be. Right. You know what I mean? Right. What does that process look like right, in that right, right. But um But you need both. Right. Yeah. And yeah. he also like he also does a good job of um playing devil's advocate and putting a positive spin on things because right. I could sometimes be a curmudgeon <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, flips, I know it does flip both ways depends on depends on the topic you know this is I mean? the beauty yeah, of having yeah. of co-hosting I think it's just you know having those two personalities yeah, yeah. absolutely so it's, it's honor amongst the two so like I'm sorry no no like, go, ahead, go ahead like one rule that he told me was like yo we're not gonna interview people who put on events and parties unless we've been to you know an event or party good, I was gonna ask are there people that so, you yeah. won't interview or you won't bring on the show so I, I'm going to actually come out and say this in say public. Say it now. <laughs> this is an exclusive. So oh, we don't interview music artists. Tell me oh, why. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. We don't Tell me artists. why. We don't interview because artists. okay, it's it's more my rule. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I think if I was down with it, you know, if I was open to that, Matt would be cool with it. But it's more my rule than anything. Is and it's because so many people, especially rappers, <laughs> so many people want to rap now. Right. 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 When I first got started as an independent media person blogging years ago, you know, that's where I started. Mm-hmm. And I there's two reasons why I don't I don't really want to deal with that. It's not because I just I'm 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 trying to shit on anybody, you know, if you want to rap and you fully heartedly believe that that is your thing and that's what you need to be doing, go for it 150%. My thing is, I don't want my inbox filled with a bunch of uh, random mixtapes. You know, just just music that a lot of a lot of times is bad music. Right. A lot of times it's, it's like PR people hitting you up, talking about, yeah, do you want to cover? Like, no, I don't really want to cover this person. Right. And then, as well as you know, I'm a little when it comes to rap these days. I'm really, I'm not. I don't really know how I feel about listening to rap these days. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, I, I'm happy when you know. The old guy puts out a record. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, like the guys that I came up right, with. Right. I'm happy when that happens. Right. You know, um, but also I know I'm not. I'm only going to get but so much. You know, I prefer like the rapidy rap stuff. You know, right. I like a I like a good trap record that's got a vibe to it, or whatever. Um, and there's some out there's some trap albums that I can listen to from front to back. But um, in terms of just really keeping up with the culture as I, as I once did, as far as a listener, right? I'm just not into it. Gotcha. You know, and I want to I want to make sure that I'm sincerely into what the person is doing if i have them come on the show plus plus i mean i'm pretty on top of music just in general but i think it's too i think it's good for us to not interview rappers and artists because there's so many other podcasts and platforms right for them to do that even on full service radio you got like this so do so i don't jack you gotta help me i don't want to disrespect their name but I, i rock with their podcast heavy like um local support which is another full service radio podcast it's you know um leaf radio so it's a lot of podcasts and platforms that are already doing that mm-hmm. work. And so I'd rather defer to those folks. And let's just focus on people who, you know, our, our, you know, our bread and butter is we interview the people behind the scenes. Right. Yes. Right. Maybe four or five, maybe even 10 years before they really blow up on right. the main stage. Right. Yes. Right. yes. 
And and I love that because, you know, we, we're normally people's first or second podcast, mm-hmm. but we're kind of that master class interview as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think our stuff appreciates off the lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to certain other people's content. No no shots at anybody in particular, but you know, that interview might be dope with that rapper for a week. Mm-hmm. Right. It might not age well. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. I think we've engineered our content so that, you know, twenty years from now it's still gonna be fire. Evergreen. Yeah. I want I want kids to like cite our podcast and like their research papers. This yes. is what I'm talking about. You feel me? I so. see why you yes, I like you Matt. You and I are going to be good. Appreciate Matt, Matt's really smart. No, he's super. I mean, that was obvious. He, he, he's smart in a way that I am not. You uh, know? Like I said, I say, I say some sensible shit from time to time. From time to time. To let niggas know. <laughs> You're making me choke over here. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. So, um, Geronimo. Yes. You recently shared a article on your Medium account about mm-hmm. um, sort of where you are as a trans man. And mm-hmm. I was deeply moved by your honesty and your courage to put that out there. Thank you. It's an amazing. It's an amazing piece. Work. I appreciate like, y'all. I had to go back and look at it. I got a little, I felt a little teary eyed. I was like, <laughs> oh. So, um, oh my God, I'm becoming my mother. Um, <laughs> geez, Louise. Those moments. Oh, goodness gracious. What is wrong with me? Um, but I wanted you to share a little bit, because we know you as the face of sort of urban culture. You're always out. You'd fly kids. Boom, boom, boom. Um, you rarely share personal aspects of yourself. Mm-hmm. What made you want to write it and then hit the post share button? Because writing it, I could see how that could be therapeutic. But then to share it with other people, like what was what was the process? Um, okay, so the the reason why I wanted to share it, because I mean I wanted to write it because I had it was on my heart. I wanted right. to put it out there um, in some way, shape, or form. As far as actually sharing it in a public form, um, as I said in the in the um, in the article, you know, I know there's there's other black transgender men right. who need a resource to pull from that you don't really find on the internet right. you know most of the you you google transgender men um on and you get very little compared to what you get about transgender women mm-hmm. good or bad um and also i'm a, I'm a little older than the the main group of people that you see fighting the good fight with the LGBTQIA community, yeah. which I now call it Alphabet Soup Crew, y'all don't come after me with with torches. <laughs> just let y'all know, like Shit. I I can't even keep up, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm down with the I'm down with the crew. You can just you, say LGBT plus. Sometimes say plus. See, I don't want to be disrespectful. Look, I feel alpha, like you have to. Hashtag, well, I mean, that's a totally hashtag, too, hashtag Alphabet Soup Crew. That's what we're gonna leave it. <laughs> I give y'all permission to say that because I am a part of okay, it. Okay, we so, have gotten permission. Two cues, right? Like uh, queer questioning. Oh know, God, there's two cues. Look, I think okay. there's two cues. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, oh, we got distracted. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so I put I put I, um I put that out there for for you know guys my age who are in their thirties. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, more um, um guys who grew up. You know who are who are black who grew up you know in and around neighborhoods that you know were either impoverished or not you know what I mean didn't right. grow up wealthy things like that had a different experience than what you find with a lot of um, a lot of younger people in the, right. in, the in the community um, and to also show that everybody isn't like super liberal and progressive right you know what I mean like I I've, I talk about this all the time how you know I I'm, I'm an independent. And I'm a, I'm a moderate. You know what I mean? I don't really... There's some things that... There's some ideals that I can align with on both sides of the aisle. Right. You know what I mean? And um, <laughs> I I just I just wanted to add that that narrative to the to the space. Right. You know? How did it, how did it feel? What's the response been? Um, I mean, everybody so far that has read it, they... People are telling me, you need to write more often. Yeah, that's true. You should get this in a magazine. That's true, too. All these things. I'm just like... I definitely could stand to write more often. My issue with writing is I'm 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 lazy and I only write when the mood hits me. Right. You know, but it says something if I can just do even that good when the mood hits me and I'm not actively <laughs> right, right. doing it. And it's a, it's a way for me to it would be a way for me to bring all the the content that I create full circle. You right. know, I'll be touching on you know the written, the visual, and the audio. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but um, another reason why I wanted to put it out there too is just because. Um, you know, I don't want anybody to, because I, I, my, as my profile increases, I don't want anybody to ever try to come at me talking some, some, some banging that hoe. Oh, you tried to fool us, so you ain't tell. Like, get out of here, some man! Expose like, bullshit. You know what I mean? It's just like for real, for real. I'm supposed to be like, hey, everybody. I'm, I'm not an advocate. I'm not on. The, I'm not doing advocacy work. Right. So there's really no need for me to just be like 
wearing this, wearing wearing it on my sleeve, on my shirt, on my on my forehead, none right. of that. You know right. what I mean? But for anyone, um, I will tell you this: you ask any woman who I've who I've been involved with since I've transitioned, mm-hmm. they know. Right. You know what I mean? All my doctors know. You know right. what I mean? Um, my family knows. Right. You know, people who I engage with on a daily basis. Right. They know. Right. And I tell them because not no not so much because you know it's just the right thing to do it's more so because if something happens to me right you know they and just so they could be aware like things could happen right you know you don't you don't know you just need to have that in the back of your mind right. if something if something happens to me that's all you know and it's 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 yeah leave it i'm gonna put a period there put a period okay we're gonna put a period there do you um i think the point that i thought was really interesting is when you said that there isn't a lot of um there isn't a lot of conversation or things being written about transgender men. And um, I wondered why that is, you know, do I mean, is it because Because passing privilege, okay. Passing privilege, pretty much, you know, most of us pass very well. Mm -hmm. Um, And also subconsciously the thinking is, um, Oh, well you're transitioning from female to male, you know, that's cool. Yeah. You know, being a man, that's a, yeah. You know what? But when it comes to trans women, the thinking is, well, why would you give up your male privilege to be a woman? Oh, wow. OK. That's a subconscious thinking. OK. That doesn't often get talked about in, in, in that whole conversation. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so the, the whole con- that those two things are very make it more palatable for transgender men to exist. Interesting. You know, I, I love it. I just learned so much in such a short period of time. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I thought that was really, really dope. I mean, your profile is increasing, so I think it's good to, you know, be able, in your own words, to establish who you are and yeah. where you stand. Do you feel like advocacy is something that you might end up doing, or are you just like, look, I'm cool being where I am? No, I think I could. Su- I think I, there's other ways I can support, but being uh-huh. on the front lines, you know, that's not my life's work. You know, my my my, I'm here to be a communicator. Right. You know, and I want to make sure that I, I just do the best that I can at that and just become great and incredible doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's 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 how I can do it, you know, and I, I have great respect for people who do advocacy work of any type right. um, to 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 make sure that the lives of people are, are much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I just when it comes to it, that gets very political and things like that. And it's like for me, I know enough politics to know what's going on in the world, but right. I don't want to just go into it so much that, like I said, this is my life's work. Right. You know, well, what's interesting is that both of you, by the nature of being black men doing what you do are essentially politicizing, whether you actively do it or not. Right. I mean, would you disagree with that? I mean, what do you think? No, I agree. I, I mean, agree. even as me being a cisgender, <laughs> heterosexual black man, I mean, I, I understand that based on the culture and, and the experiences I've lived through that I'm I'm going to see things through a certain lens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, yeah, I understand. I feel like with everybody, everybody's cultures and backgrounds kind of causes them to speak in a way that is always politicized. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So but how you, deep are we taking that 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 term? You know what I mean? Right, but I think when you are not white, I think it's a different sort of situation. I think mm-hmm. by by be, by the gen, by the fact of being black people, I feel like we are not just inherently politicized in this society. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's what I was that's what I was talking about. Can you can you give me more context? I would love to add to the discussion. Well, like the fact that you, because it sounds like initially, you know, well, it sounds like what you're particularly interested in as black men is making sure that from a media standpoint that there's representation. Right. Mm-hmm. So I do think that is a political act because when you think about what is what is happening in the media space, it is mostly white. It mm, is, you true. know, and so when you all are operating, even in this space, you know, doing this podcast, as it grows, you are, you know, you're forcing that sort of white media space to deal with the fact that there are black people with voices who have something to say mm-hmm. yeah i agree i think we're passively doing that i think for us and uh, let me not speak for you entirely but i think we have an advantage we see that as an advantage mm-hmm. like y'all have been pushing the same narratives and the same through the same media channels in the same way for decades centuries and so uh similar to the question that you asked mm-hmm. maybe 20 minutes ago we're going to kick down the doors with some new perspectives right. and some new views and with new faces in front of them right. with different hues. And it's going to cut through because it's, it's naturally different from the same Absolutely. shit. Absolutely. That's been being pushed for, like I said, for I, a long time. I, I agree 100%. Let's talk about that cut through because the podcast world is filled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know that when we started, I 
I just wanted, I love podcasts. I love the, mm-hmm. actually, let me take that back. I love the, I love producing podcasts. Mm-hmm. I, I just love the idea of being able to sit around and have these conversations and they're recorded. And then later, two, three years from now, you can go back and see what somebody thought. Mm-hmm. And um, I can honestly say that I am not super pressed about the numbers. I probably should be, but I'm not. I do want to get on the big listen, though. I'm not going to lie. I do want to get on that because I think that's a, stu- that's a really cool show. But I wonder for you all how, because ideally, yes, we would love for the content that is dope to rise to the top. How do you cut through the noise? How do you, what are, what are some of the strategies that you all are using with this podcast to raise the, um, the profile? Um, multimedia, a multimedia approach, mm-hmm. um, a multifaceted approach. You know, um, as I said earlier, you know, we've got video content. Right. Um, we also, like I said, for myself personally, I, I, I know I need to write more. Um, <laughs> we do periodic events um, with, with regard to the podcast. Right. <clears throat> Um, what else? Uh, I think uh, over over the over the past eighteen months, <laughs> take it I, away, yeah, Matt. Hey, uh, I think over the past eighteen months, we've like you've mentioned already, we've grown a lot. Like mm-hmm. we went from doing um, sometimes two hour long episodes, right. uh, very free form, just mm-hmm. uh, you know, unload the clip till it's empty with questions. You know what right, I mean? Right, and right, right. you know, even just partnering up with Jack and working at Full Service Radio and being in a much more aesthetically pleasing environment with the top notch. You know, equipment and makes a difference. it makes a difference. Yeah. Uh, having to, um, you know, we're live, so we can't really screw up stuff and be like, "Yo, you know, let's edit that." Somebody's listening right now. Right, you right, know right. what I'm saying? Um, I like the live aspect, and it's just I it's, do it's, too. It, it forcing us to be more structured. Yeah, yeah. a lot you more know. structure within yeah. the confines of you know 60 minutes. Yep. Uh, a lot of segmentation has come through that, so mm-hmm. now we have segments. So if you listen to like the early podcast, like you know this yep. this episode is going to be totally different from episode yep, two. Absolutely, when we interviewed you. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, structurally, we've changed a lot. Yeah, so, absolutely. To cut through. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So how do you, so, you, so you've moved, you've changed structurally, because equipment and support help. It's like, I think, you know, I was listening, I was looking at the list, I think, I can't remember, I think it was last year, they did like the top 10 black podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I went to check some of them out, and the production quality was terrible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? How, what? Right. And, you know, and it was a bit surprising to me, um, the, you know the list because I, some of it I could not always hear what people were saying. The production just really wasn't that great, mm. and so I do think yes, having a, a higher production value is is something that makes a difference. But once you've got that, like you got Jack, you got the support, you got this great space. Give us some insight on because social media is a lot of work. Yeah, um, getting people to listen with so many different things. Like, what is it that you think is helping to make your podcast stand out? I'll start off. Okay. I think one of the benefits is just we're an interview based podcast, right? We're not a round table, mm-hmm. same people just having like we're not a brilliant idiots kind of right. like the same hosts and you might bring in a few people here and there. Like we're an interview based podcast, so we like to interview people and even if they have large profiles, large followings, you know, we're able to kind of piggyback off of those followings. Right. So mm-hmm. that adds more ears and that's constantly happening every single week. Yes. Right. So we're being exposed to so many different bases of supporters mm-hmm. and hopefully people stick around based off of the message that we, you know, we produce. Right. Yeah. So that's that's one thing. Mm-hmm. I'll let G take it over and I'll think of some more. I mean, just just operating in a professional manner, mm-hmm. regardless of the setting. You right. know what I mean? You know, from, you know, even telling you like, OK, all right, I thank you for the two episodes you let me do at your house, but because I want to do interviews, I don't want to be having a bunch of people coming to your house, and I'm sure right. you don't either. Right. So I said, okay, the next thing, okay, I got to find another place. So Marcus said, well, go to One Love Massive. Right. I was like, boom, I'm going to go to One Love Massive. Right. So I did that. You know, I was bringing people in there. Um, and I was always just making sure that even in that regard, just remaining professional. Right. Um, you know, letting people know, okay, cool, this, I'm going to send you the calendar invite. Um, be here mm-hmm. um, at this time, you know, because we're going to start this time, whatever, whatever. I'll send you the link at this, you know, just keeping the communication, um, the lines of communication flowing. Um, and then when I got over to Impact Hub and with Matt, um, just doing that same thing, you know, right. making sure, you know, that you're, you're, you're hospitable, you know, introducing yourself, introducing people to one another, things like that. 
describing the, the actual operation, you know, letting people know, like, this is what we have going on, you know, all these different things. So even doing the same thing here and just being able to just utilize what we have around us. So right. now, you know, whereas I could, before I was like, okay, well, you want some, you want a bottle of water, you want a glass of water. Now it's just like, okay, well, we got tea, we got coffee, right. you know, this, that, and the third, you know, you want to stick around, grab a drink, you know, all these different things. So I think being hospitable and professional, that is a really important too, regardless of, you know, what your production setup is You know right. You can't just be like Hey we're just gonna jump on the mic And talk shit Right I think And, and lastly <laughs> And I've that, been to those type of situations <laughs> Lastly to that point I think the people that we interview We want to generally be the best damn interview That they will ever have Right yes, Hopefully right. But at least for that time Being the best interview that they've, they've had And I want them to have Such a fulfilling experience And feel like we're advocates But not trying to do fluff piece material Right, right. But real conversation That's kind of refreshing to them mm-hmm. Um, then they become advocates and because we have so many creatives that we've interviewed now we have like this support system of all the creators in the city you mm-hmm. know what i mean and if it's not all of them we're one degree of separation away right so there's this army that we've kind of you know built you know we're part of that army of people like mm-hmm. that network is super crazy strong i know? mean i'm thinking when i think about you know the level that i i want us to operate at i'm thinking very high level i'm thinking people right. like Oprah, Larry King, right. you know, Howard Stern, you know what I mean? Just right. all those different elements, even on the podcast side, somebody like a, 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 a Mark Marin or a Joe Rogan, you yeah. know, who does a daily podcast and gets millions of downloads every day, you know, right. and just, I'm like, okay, I'm not a well-known name, you know, this, the, all the fly kids is not a well-known name yet, but we can operate as such. Right. Yeah. We can operate as if we've got millions of listeners, right. you know, because, yeah. We study a lot of interviews, mm-hmm. like, like all the people he mentioned, the Oprah's, Howard Stern's, like I study Adam Carolla. I study yep. Sway Calloway a lot. That's mm-hmm. like my idol. Mm-hmm. Combat Jack, um, Guy Raz mm-hmm. from How I Built This, NPR, yep, you yep. know, different, you know, see the different styles and really understand the terrain and the landscape of podcasting. And, and you know, we're going to cut through. Mm-hmm. No, you, you will. Know what I'm saying we're very strategic in what we do and we're very comfortable where we're at right now, mm-hmm. but we know that we're constantly progressing with the strategy. Absolutely. So as um, <clears throat> as sort of cultural commentators in in this space, I wonder, you know, for the last bit, I thought we'd get into some juicy stuff. Okay. Let's do it. We got a little bit of time to do that. We got a little bit of time. <laughs> you know, I was like, let's get the serious stuff out of the way and then we can have a, we can, we can end on, well, we'll see. Um, a lot has happened in the black world in the last two weeks. Yes. Um, from Starbucks to Waffle House to, um, Shit. yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a lot. And um, on my show on PFW uh, this past Saturday, we had a little roundtable just because black people were just catching hell left, right, 94.3, right? No, 89.3. 89.3, 89.3. 89.3. 89.3. 89.3. Yeah. So I have a show, Tunes and Talk, every fourth Saturday. Shout out to DJ Cleveland Brown and that whole crew. And um, you know what? I'm about to have fun with y'all. Okay. So <laughs> no, I, I was going to go a different direction, but Spirit is like, no, let's see. Because it's, it's the no teps, which is what I call the folks who just go left of Hotep. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> hey, and yo, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that because Hotep inherently is not a bad it's thing. It's not a bad thing. But you got, you got some people like uh, the ir- Irritated Genie. Yes. That's, that's, the, that's, that's, the, <laughs> that's the no-taps. And the no-taps are fast and furious in these streets. Yes, yes, yes. And so between Bill Cosby and Kanye and, and Nas, um, we're going to talk about that, but I want to take a step back because okay. one of the things that has been troubling me and deep in my black woman's soul is the is the sheer lack of acknowledgement about what happened to Chiquita, uh, Chiquita Coleman Howard, um, the young lady in the- Alabama at the Waffle House. Oh, yeah. Okay. Who was... Brutally arrested, brutally, yes. over yes. fifty cents worth of disposable clothes taken. Clothes, off I mean, her clothes fell off. I mean, it was just a mess. And when the brothers at the Starbucks um, were, you know, arrested, there was huge, was a huge response. Mm-hmm. Um, as black men in America, how do you all support black women? By putting it out there, like, look, just adding to the the, 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 the the argument like this was wrong what are we going to do to to, to, to to get not only get justice for her but to just make sure what can we do to make sure that this doesn't happen again right. because the fact like you and I just now thought about that like wow that, that's really the case you know you're not seeing the same you're not uproar you know the only person I really saw to say don't go to don't y'all go to Waffle House is Sean King and mm-hmm. coming from him people ain't gonna listen because it's Sean King right. you know what I mean right. but with Starbucks go to House everybody with Starbucks like don't go to Starbucks and I just want here to say it's it's really interesting that all these 
companies that sell, that sell mediocre products <laughs> have some kind of connection to injustices against black people. Right. And I'm just like, look, if it's going to get black people to stop buying mediocre shit, I'm all for it. But nonetheless, um, I think yeah, you just we just have to we just have to be more vocal. We have to be vocal right along with the women who are being vocal about the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is which is why again it's important for men, black men in the media to also add their voice. Right. Um, if however they actually care. Because I know not all of us care. No, and that is part of the problem. You know? I think uh I'm trying to be very, you know, I want what I'm saying to actually like not be some high level bullshit. So right. I'm a star high level. I think that we do need to listen. I think look, the black women there they have the at the fastest rate achieving advanced degrees mm-hmm. than any other demographic. I think black men in particular we need to not just provide agency and advocacy, but really kind of listen to what black women feel like the 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 next step should be. You right. know, you know they've been leading many of our family structures, yep. matriarchs. You know what I'm saying? Our grandmas. Mm-hmm. Our, you know what I'm saying? So I I don't think it should be like people are like, yo, we need to protect black women. Da da da. da. But I'm like, yo, I think we should follow their lead. Be like, yo, what do you all? Mm-hmm. Want and then let's add to that conversation and be a part of that conversation, not just take over as black men and be like, "Nah, you're not going to disrespect our our sisters." It's like, nah, actually take input from what they're experiencing. Be, let that be salient. Actually take that to heart and collaborate with black women. There's not enough collaboration. There is not enough to come up with a right. with a way ahead strategy on things. Um, I'm gonna be devil's advocate. Oh God! Does that? Because <laughs> the devil don't go ahead. Does that with with let's with, do it. with um? You th- you're speaking about just you know just innate behavior, right? Mm-hmm. So nurture versus nature, eh. pr- provider versus eh. hunter gatherer shit. Eh. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> in in how, okay, with doing what you suggested, in what way would? men still be able to tap into that whole provider protector um in a more i guess a, a more uh modern nuance i think way. that benefits us benefits us because it's like i mean because we're gonna it's man's nature mm. to hunt and whatever you know whatever that manifests okay. in Can whatever I, that manifests okay. in right all right, right. All right. if it's down. if it's man's nature to to hunt and to you know take on these different roles or to have a if there is man's nature mm. i think it would be beneficial for everybody if our you know we have actual marching orders instead of just you know thinking i don't know just thinking like black men just coming to the conclusion we're going to do something anyway we're going to try to find a way to resolve shit anyway Mm. it's better to have some calculated input so we have true marching orders that benefits everybody within our community that's what i'm trying to get to okay Okay. so as a black woman Mm -hmm. speaking for myself and not for all black women i think one this idea of nurture versus nature, hunter gatherer provider thing is garbage in the 21st century. Like that, that, that framework mm. cannot exist within the black community space. Mm. Slavery ruined whatever natural social order that may have existed prior to like mass enslavement of black bodies. That is gone. Mm. When you have black women um, having to bear the lash birth babies do all of these other things this idea of what is male what is like what is manhood look like what is womanhood look like it it changes Mm -hmm. and so part of the problem is that you have a whole 400 years of enslavement where black women are having to operate as providers Mm -hmm. as supporters Mm -hmm. as hunter gatherers as nurturers because black men are being removed from the family structure whenever you know master or miss or miss ann feels like it Mm -hmm. and then so-called freedom comes and everyone's sort of okay go out here and live your life and then what happens is to a certain extent is that since manhood is really based on this very white supremacist idea of what gender is and isn't you have black men now saying well you know i'm the man so you got to stay home and i got to be out in the world but we've had generations where that's just not the way it's worked so part of it is that we have to be willing to evolve and not be so pressed to have manhood and womanhood defined by who gets to do what Okay. Well, I know. I, so, I, I, know right. I, I was gonna say. I know we just got a few minutes left. So I know you want to get in a quick question about uh, yes. Kanye and Bill. Yeah, I know. I was getting excited. My bad. Professor, <laughs> and, me, oh, no, I'm, professor I'm, and me was just moving. I mean, My bad. We have more time. I know. Keep it you going, have to have right. me back because I have other things to share. <laughs> but but yeah. um, so I appreciate that, and um, I wanted to ask that because I it's been really hard to have this conversation um, 
just watching some of the the the, the, the feedback from what's happened. So um, Bill Cosby went. To, well, Bill Cosby got found guilty. He was found guilty. Yes. Um, Nas Kalisa came out and said Nas was putting hands on her. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Kanye is just doing Kanye in ways that are dangerous. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, he's just he's just trolling, just trying a new method of trolling. People, you know? okay. So here's my question: When you, with with the with all of this happening, particularly with these three artists, can you separate the art from the artist? Can you what can you retain from the legacy of a Bill Cosby, or should you, or you know, or with what's happened with Nas and Kanye? Like, what? How do you? To particularly because you're operating in these cultural spaces, what does it mean for you to have these things happen, and how does it process your, you know, how you view the art that these men have created? I'll uh, start. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, cool. So when uh, Cosby, he did. The, if he was found guilty, yep. he deserves that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying I don't honestly. I don't, I don't. I don't have to watch a different world. I don't have to watch the Cosby Show. Right. I I love Nas. I grew up on Nas. It's going to be a little bit more tough. Right. When it comes to like Kanye and Nas, because though that music shaped me, and I understand how the Cosby Show and some of those shows may have shaped lenses of other people, mm-hmm. but uh, with the Nas thing, look, man, if you put your hands on women, I can't, I can't fuck with you. you know what I'm saying, does that mean up. you? So does that mean you I don't, don't listen, listen to Elmatic anymore, or I, does that mean like when that song comes out of the club, you cross your arms? Look, you I listen don't. to a whole lot of shit, so you know, right. like you can, do you it. know, it's gonna suck, but you know, right. I, I can do it. It's, it's, I can do it. Okay. There's tons and tons of music out there. There's tons and tons of, of content that I can <laughs> consume. I don't listen to Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. I listen to R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, it just feels like once I kind of stop respecting you as an individual, then that does seep over into the music. It like, does, why yeah. would I listen to your music if I don't even fuck with you? You know what okay. I'm saying? That, that's just my way of thinking. So I'm not super no-tep with it or right. super progressive. It's right. just like just off of my personal code, if you disrespect women physically, you know what I'm saying, and you it's been delayed in terms of what's truly coming to you, mm-hmm. and I find out about it, that's I'm gonna view your work different. That's just me. Okay. So I say this um, with regards to Bill Cosby. Um, I just want to say that uh, also Netflix uh, put up uh, Eddie Murphy's Delirious. So I, think, I saw your I, tweet. I think Netflix is trolling. Um, <laughs> considering, and I right. really think they're trolling. It's just because right. like, I watched it, and right. the last time I watched it, I was. You know, right. I shouldn't have been watching. Shouldn't have been watching it, right? And I watched it. I was just like, man, he couldn't get away with any saying the ninety nine percent of this shit. On, on yeah. and, and people gave uh, Dave Chappelle this flack, and he was tame compared to what Eddie yeah. Murphy was doing back then, or any other comedian, yeah. black, white, whatever, back yeah. then. Yeah. But um, as far as Bill Cosby goes, um, again, I'm I'm with Matt. You know, like I grew up on watching those shows. You know, uh, the Cosby Show, Different World, and what have you. Um, but um, you know. I don't know. You know what? I would still, I would still, I would still watch the shows. I would still watch those shows, even though I'm, I'm one of the people who like, nah, Bill, that's that, that's bad business, bro. Right. You know what I mean? And um, now with regard to Kanye and Nas, Kanye West, I'm going to listen to his upcoming. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm definitely going to listen to his album because again, he's just trolling in a new way. It's a different um, situation. Ka- but, okay. Kanye, Kanye is. But hold on, when you say he's trolling. You as as high level, not should say high level, but as sort of free the, thinkers. Well, free. Th- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, here's the issue: you think he's trolling. For you, this does not. It's none of what he's doing is. But I for mean, the average he, person, for the majority, for yeah. the majority, what he's, I think he's trolling. Like he could definitely just be cool with Donald Trump. You know what I mean? That's cool too. Like I'm, I've I've met many Trump supporters, and I'm I didn't have a bad experience with ta- in dealing with them. Me too. But. You know, I think more than anything, he's trolling to get a rise out of people, and because just to get people talking, like some people just get a kick out of trolling. Like, but ser- does he have a res- okay? Is there a responsibility, particularly when we're talking about some of the things that Donald Trump has done and said? Mm. For him, as with you know, you saw that John Legend had sent him a text like, "Yo, bro, I need you to calm this down," and he screenshot the text. I say, I think that he he could have been. Uh, more responsible in what he's in 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 choosing those those words but should we expect it no i don't i don't think we should expect the, I, I don't think we should give celebrities that that much that much you know we shouldn't give those celebrities that ex- expectation that's 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 what i think. that we should not hold them we shouldn't hold them to some sort of higher standard of of yeah, they, they could be just because they make great art don't mean that they're the most informed, educated person. OK, you know, so that's how I view it. And as okay. far as far as Nas goes, Nas is my favorite rapper. So when I found out when I saw this, I was just like, God, 
damn it, man. <laughs> Are you serious? Dog. Word. Yeah. yeah. So I Rule the World is my favorite song. In the I, 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 I'm like, no, like. Very heartbreaking. It, now this is really my favorite rapper. Right. So I was just like, come on, man. I was actually, you know, I figured he said his piece with Life is Good on that album. But apparently he did not. And apparently there was more that to come with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a. It's really, it's really, it's really unfortunate. You know what I mean? Um, are we out of time? Yes, we are going okay. to have to put a period uh, right I, there. I will say with the Kanye shit though, like, let's, I want to hear what he has to say. I want to see what this album is talking you about. Better than me, child. I do. I mean, I think okay. that's the problem is we don't hear what the opposition or quote unquote the opposition is saying, and then we just blind on a I lot of shit. I don't mind the opposition. What I mind is the flip flopping. Like you, it's like what one minute Bush hates black people, and then you're supporting this dude who's like an obvious racist. Well, we we, yeah, we, we, we just we just gonna have to see. Okay, okay. all right. Yeah, put it because we got to respect time. So thank you both for letting me come in yes. and take over for the. <laughs> Day. This yeah. was so much fun. I think we need a part two, man. I got we do need a part two. I got questions. And we could check you out at, at Cat's Corner Co. with yes. all K's, okay. no C's. Well, th- okay, so I'm complicated. Cat's Corner is K A T S K O R N E R and then C O. Okay. Complicated with a K. Go ahead. Well, Cat, thank you so much for interviewing us. I hope y'all got a, some filler in, uh, some more information about us and just things that y'all want to know about us. So until next week, it's a wrap. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts, covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at fullserviceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.